Oh, yes. Hear the joyful sound. The joyful sound of God's people. It does abound. And it does resound through the whole earth. True joy. Not joy based on circumstances. Not joy based on your surroundings. But joy that comes from deep within. From the author of your joy. The joy of the Lord is authentic and real. There's nothing pathetic nor phony about real joy. For real joy springs from the fruit of the Spirit, which is joy. And real joy springs from what you have heard in the Word. For the Master said, These things have I spoken unto you, that your joy might be full. And so you've heard what has been spoken And I have heard what you have spoken. For you have returned my word unto me, and it brings me great joy. Think about that. That the Lord of joy gets gets joy or happiness, if it's possible, to have more joy out of what he hears. Think about it. I think it pleases an earthly father when he sees his sons and daughters taking responsibility. And I know that it pleases our heavenly father when he sees us taking his word seriously and taking responsibility not only to speak it and declare it, but to live it. For this joy that we have, the world didn't give it to us. The world didn't give it and the world cannot take it away. So in spite of time delays, I would remind you that delays are surely not denials. For what you have petitioned before my throne today, you have had access and it has been granted unto you already. It is not something that you're going to get. It is something that you already have received here. So in days and weeks, months and even years ahead, don't allow the enemy to talk you out of what I have said said to you in my word and said to you by my spirit but rather rekindle the embers let the Holy Spirit blow upon the flame for you are not in a kingdom of sorrow and turmoil and depression But you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And the kingdom that you are now a part of is a kingdom of righteousness. And great peace. 
and such joy in the Holy Ghost. So continue to rejoice, not not only in this time, but rejoice at all times. For I have said in my word, rejoice in the Lord always. Now listen. And then he says, again. Again. What happened here should be done again and again and again and again. Not only here, but in your kitchen. Not only here, but in your car. Now keep your hand on the wheel. Don't close your eyes and go all Holy Ghost on me out there in 880. Amen. I like that. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say unto thee, rejoice. Rejoicing is not some flippant work of the flesh. But rejoicing is an inner deep work of my spirit on the inside. And surely it will show up on the outside. And you shall express joy. For I would remind you that my people that you see, my people, the children of Israel, were expressive people. When they were sad, they tore their clothes. But oh, when they were happy, they killed the fatted calf. Come on now. So learn then to express your joy with a thankful heart and with a grateful heart. Yea, even times when it looks like you should be crying, I by my spirit will enable you and anoint you to laugh. For laughter does good like a medicine. So, when it looks like nothing's coming to pass, at destruction and at famine, you shall surely laugh. And even start out in faith, and you will see that my spirit will take hold together with your faith. And then you'll get to a place where out of your inner being shall flow rivers of living water. Living water. I believe this, that God will give us some belly laughs. Hallelujah. Let's raise our hands and thank you. Glory, glory, glory. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we love you today. Let's just tell him how much we love him. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love that verse. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say unto you, rejoice. Rejoice for the Lord has given you the victory. Rejoice, for the Lord has given you the city. Rejoice, because your loved ones are all coming into my kingdom one by one. Rejoice in the midst of a bad report. Open up the word and look at the good report. 
For whose report will you believe? The answer is, say it with me. We will believe the report of the Lord. (laughs) We will believe. Well, but what if I die trying? I'd rather die trying than, you know, die not trying. Are you listening to me? Oh, but there's so much life in his word. Now, words are absolutely, positively important. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 2, that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. There are two words there, the law of life and the law of death. We activate life or death with this. For the proverb says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. You made Jesus your Lord and Savior by believing and confessing and declaring his lordship over your life. Amen. These words in the word of God are not meant to be casually observed, but they are meant to be meditated upon, thought upon, spoken and declared. And so as you release your faith by speaking life to death-filled situations, this law that is in me that is in Christ Jesus, will set you free. It will supersede the laws of sin and death. Are you listening? Oh, glory to God. I am interested in seeing some things superseded. It matters how you use your words. Husbands, It matters what you say to your wife. Wives, it matters what you say about your husbands. Coaches, teachers, parents, your words can hurt or help. They can encourage, they can put something in someone, or they can discharge, discourage, and take something out of someone. Your words can build up or tear down. Many marriages have been destroyed because of saying the wrong words. But God has placed on the inside of us the law of Christ. It is the royal law of love. And when we live our lives directed and motivated and propelled by love, the law of kindness and graciousness shall continuously flow out of our mouths and those that are around us shall be blessed and edified and encouraged and feel as though they're greatly valued. Your words over your children can add value to them. Speak words of faith over them. Tell them that they are quick and they are bright and they are sharp and that they're very handsome and that they're very beautiful 
And that there is nothing that they can't do in and through Jesus Christ. Send them out the door with words of life, words of love. Plead the blood of Jesus over them. And so when they go into their place, their school, their workplace... And when the forces of darkness would come against them, it will not penetrate their shield because you have spoken faith-filled words about them and my favor and my faith shields them from all negativity. Oh, Jesus. And they'll have this attitude. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Doesn't matter what you weigh. Doesn't matter whether you have hair or don't have hair. Doesn't matter whether you're blue, pink, black, white, red, or yellow. What does it matter? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on, somebody. Add some value to people around you. Let love flow. Walk in the Spirit. Speak in the Spirit. You'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And those things that have brought you down shall no longer bring you down. Because the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus does accelerate and lift you up above those things. Now, Concerning the words that you speak concerning yourself, it is so vital that your self-talk be according to God-talk. There is a language, once we get born again, that we would call the language of redemption. It's a foreign language to this world, but you are not of this world. The language of redemption calls those things that be not as though they were until they are. The language of redemption says, I'm strong when one feels weak. The language of the redemption says, I'm sick when I feel healed. This language of redemption must be continuously on your lips. You're new creatures. Are you not? You're in Christ. And once you come into his family, you need to learn how to talk right. Because there is protocol in the presence of Jehovah. There's honor and reverence and protocol in the throne of grace. And so learn the language of redemption. Self-talk. Everyone say self-talk. There's a little boy that was overheard talking to himself as he Strutted through the backyard, wearing his baseball cap, towed in a ball and a bat, and he said, I'm the greatest hitter in the world, he announced. Then he tossed the ball in the air and missed it. He said, strike one. Well, he dusted himself off. He said, well, I'm the greatest hitter in the world. Tossed the ball up, swung again and missed it. Straightened out his cap. Took some sand off the ground, rubbed it between his hands, spit. I'll, I'll wash before I shake hands with you. I'm the greatest hitter in the world. Threw that ball up, 
strike three. He says, wow, I'm actually the greatest pitcher in the world. (laughs) Well, that's positive thinking right there. Don't let your self-talk be words of death. Cheer yourself on. You know, David had to do it. Came to Ziklag one day. Wives were gone. Children were gone. Hittites, Perizzites, Zebzites, whoever came in, ripped them off. All the men got upset. And they spoke of stoning him. But the Bible says that David strengthened himself, or David encouraged himself in the Lord. There are times when Mark Thomas needs some encouragement. And I have found that the best encourager next to the Holy Spirit in my wife is Mark Thomas. There are times where I've got to talk to myself. Say, Mark, we're not going down that road. Mark, remember your covenant. Remember, Mark, that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Mark, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Mark, you're anointed. Even though you didn't feel a thing last Sunday. You know, David strengthened himself in the Lord. Here is a key to living an overcoming life. Encourage yourself. You know, I can just see David during a time of distress. Saying, okay, David, hope in God. What's going on here, soul? I'm going to praise him. For you are the health of my countenance. Perhaps something really serious came against David. And here's what David did. He didn't go have a pity party. He put his hands in the air. And he said, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Thank you, Lord, that you have forgiven me of every sin. You've healed me of every disease. You've redeemed my life to destruction. And Lord, I looked in the mirror the other day, and you know what? I'm glad that you're renewing my youth just like the eagles. All of a sudden, David starts getting a little happy. Woo, glory. Listen, if you will encourage yourself in the Lord, I'll guarantee you the Holy Spirit will be right there to work with you and to cause the joy of the Lord to bubble up on the inside. Everyone say, encourage yourself in the Lord your God. Lou Holtz said this. He was a football coach. So what if someone wrote your obituary? That doesn't mean you're obligated to die. You see, it is your words that ultimately will govern your life under his words. Zig Ziglar said this. He said, the most influential person who will talk to you all day is you. Therefore, you should be very careful about what you say to you. Thomas Edison discovered 2,000 ways that the incandescent bulb would not work. But on the 2,001st time, It was an invention. When asked how it felt to fail 2,000 times, Edison's reply was, I never failed. 
I only found out 2,000 ways it didn't work. Come on, somebody. And I want to close this morning because we've been preaching some good things today. But with three important things. You will hear it over and over again in many teachers' lives. And these things things are these. Things that we must say continuously about ourselves. Number one, I am what the Word of God says I am. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to know God's crazy about you. You're made in His likeness. You're made in His image. The Bible says that I am His workmanship. You're the handiwork of God. You're a masterpiece. We could say it this way. You're a piece of the master. Mickey Mantle said this. He said, God gave me everything and I blew it. For the kids out there, don't be like me. Discover your purpose. Know what your destiny is. Know that God is for you. I am a new creature. I am the righteousness of God. I am more than a conqueror. I am an heir of God. I am a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I am the head, not the tail. I am above and not beneath. That's who I am. Not in myself. But in Christ. If God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. If God had a wallet, your photo would be in it. Ladies, God sends you flowers every spring. He gives us a sunrise every morning. When you want to talk, he'll listen. Think about this. God could live anywhere in the universe and he chose your heart. Face it, friends. He's mad about you. And it's like Keith Hershey said Wednesday night. He's not mad at you. He's mad about you. And so I want to encourage you to continuously look into the mirror of God's Word. You know, when I look in the mirror in the morning, I see Mark Thomas. And I always don't li- I sometimes don't like what I see. But when I look in the mirror of the Word of God, what do I see? I see the reflection of Christ in there. And the more I see Him and meditate on Him and think about Him, and the more I say what He says about me, I get changed. And so do you. So continuously look into this perfect law of liberty. Number two, say it with me. I have what God's word says I have. You see, I think we have a rich inheritance that we haven't fully discovered yet. It's like Ira Yates. He was a, a, a sheep herder down in Texas. He had all this land and he couldn't pay his bills. One time a large oil company came by and said, can we drill here? We want to see if there's any oil on it. He said, well, go ahead. He became a multimillionaire overnight. Known to be one of the largest oil pools in the United States of America. But for years and years, sitting on this inheritance, he didn't know. But you and I, we know. We know what the word says. And we have a rich inheritance in Christ Jesus. Say with me, I have what the Word says I have. Neat thing about it is God's no respecter of persons. We've all got the Word of God. We've all got the name of Jesus. 
We've all got the mind of Christ, the presence of God, the Spirit of God, the love of God, the armor of God, and on and on and on. A rich inheritance. And that's why I'm encouraging the church to pray Ephesians 1, verses 17 through 23, every day for themselves. Because the more you see in this word, the clearer your inheritance gives. And lastly, you can do what the word of God says you can do. And I want you to pull Philippians 4.13 up. Say it with me. I can do what the word of God says I can do. Now let's break this verse down just for a moment or two. Notice with me, the apostle Paul says this. He says, I have strength for all things. Notice he didn't say for some things. And this strength for all things only comes in and through Christ. Only through the anointed one and his anointing. And he says, this strength that I have in Christ empowers me. It enables me. Therefore, I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Husbands, you can be the husbands that God's called you to be. Dads, you can be the dad that God's called you to be. Wives, you can be the wife that called you to be. Co-workers, you can be the co-worker God's called you to be. This verse of scripture came so alive in me in 1975. I had been in a treatment center for about three or four months. And it was time for them to let Pastor Mark out on a pass. And my pass was going from Wilmer, Minnesota to Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is about 100 miles away. Now, if you know anything about being in prison, or if you know anything about being in an institution like I was, it's very easy to get institutionalized. You can get so used to your surroundings that anything outside of those walls looks scary. And I was afraid. I was scared to death. I wasn't afraid so much that I was going to go use drugs or alcohol, but I was so afraid of the triggers on the outside and all of the harassment that the enemy had been toying with me about for so many years. It all seemed to come to a head the weekend that I was to have a pass. But I found a scripture. You see, unto those that are hungry, there will always arise light in the midst of darkness. God knew what I needed. And I was reading a book by Norman Vincent Peale. I don't even know if he was saved or not. But the verse, it's like it jumped off the pages of that paperback. And it jumped off those pages right here. And it was Philippians 4.13. And it said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't know how to explain it to you. But I went to the Greyhound bus station that day, thinking that word, speak. I didn't even know to speak the word, but the Lord led me to speak it. And I spoke it over and over and over again for that two-hour bus ride. Mark, you can do this. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And you know what happened? I know what it is now, but I didn't know what it was then. The Holy Spirit came upon me. And He enveloped me. 
And his presence rested upon me. And all the harassment was gone. And I soared through that weekend because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And you know that that'll work for a guy like me back in 75. It'll work for you on your job. It'll work for you in your relationships. Say it real strong with me. I can. And by the grace of God, I will. I'll do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens me. So your assignment for this week is this, your self-talk. I am what the Word says I am. I have what the Word says I have. And I can do what the Word of God says I can do. Did you receive it today? Let's lift our hands and give Him praise. Amen. Glory to God. Woo, my. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Has God done some good things for you? Oh, let's give him glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, a lot of times before the children of Israel would have like a solemn assembly or maybe they were going to make some declarations or have a dedication... What they would say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's just try that on for size this morning. Just a few, four or five times. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Come on out. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand up and say it one more time. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. My, 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 my. Look what God has done. Miss Birdie, we rejoice with you. Look what the Lord has done. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank God the Lord touched Brother Tony's life. He's healed. Hallelujah. Look what the Lord has done. You know what he did? He healed my body. Hallelujah. What else did he do? He touched my mind. I was asking for help. He saved us just in time. Oh, my. God's done some awesome things. Man, a lot. I'm telling you, God be praised. God be praised today. We are hearing report after report after report of breakthroughs and breakouts and provisions and healings and protect. Whoa, glory. Woo, thank you, Lord. 
We had about a hundred people here on Friday night just praying and seeking God and fasting and calling upon the Lord. We call upon the Lord. And He answers us. And He does great and mighty things right here, right now in our midst. Ezra, at the river banks of Abaha, called the children of Israel to a fast and prayer. He said, what we're going to do is we're going to pray for our generations, our loved ones. They'll all be protected. They'll all be provided for. On this journey from that bank right to the temple of Jerusalem, all of God's people are going to be protected, provided for, strengthened. Hallelujah! We are declaring this Sunday morning, February whatever, 12th, 19, 2012 at 11.32, I prophesy to you that your loved ones shall be protected. I prophesy to you that your loved ones shall be provided for. No evil shall befall them, neither shall any plague come nigh their dwelling. No weapon formed against your loved ones going to prosper. You see, they were on a journey from the river bank to the temple. We are on a journey in this life. And I'm telling you, we need God's provision. We need God's help. We need God's protection. But the Bible says, whatever you shall ask in my name, I'll give it to you. So we ask for all three, Lord. Come on, call unto the Lord with me. We ask in the name of Jesus. Ooh, a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it's not going to come near you. I prophesy breakthroughs for this congregation. I prophesy the unemployed will become employed. The underemployed will be brought up and promoted. And so we're going to sing, look what the Lord has done. And then we're going to sing, look what the Lord is doing. And then we're going to sing, look what the Lord will do. Hallelujah. Come on, let's sing together. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me. Just as I know, I'm going to praise His name. Oh, my God. He 
So the Lord would say, keep looking to me, for I am your total source. I am your abundant compensation. I am your supplier and I am your source. So keep your eyes fixed upon me, not on the economy, not on how things have been. But rather look into the perfect law of liberty and let my word abide deep within your spirit. And as you look to my word by day and by night, oh, surely darkness shall flee and great shall be the light of my people. My word and my spirit are working on your behalf. So cooperate with me, says the Lord, by continuous looking unto me and continuing making the decree that everything is going to be all right. That great favor is on me, all around me, and the favor of the Lord is going before me. For this is the day and this is the hour of greater opportunities than you've seen heretofore. But you must keep your eyes fixed on me. And in the midnight hour, stir yourself up to praise me in spite of what it looks like in the natural. And even as I cause the foundations of the prison to be shaken... So will I shake things up on your behalf. So shall I move one away and move you in. So shall I do great and mighty things. Yea, saith the Lord, but call unto me. Look unto me. Worship me and praise me. And that which has been bound shall surely be loosed. For it's now time for my bride and my church to come up to a higher and a stronger place. It is my will and it shall be done by my grace. Let's thank him for it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, that fits right in with Scripture. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. If he's the beginning and the end, he's got to also be the in-between. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor, smile real big and say, God's working for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, I'm telling you, it's good to be in church today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we're not a visionless bunch, are we? We're looking unto Him. Our expectation comes from Him. Our anticipation comes from Him. 
Our supply all comes from Him. Your vision comes from Him. That which you see, that which you've heard, and that which you know all comes from Him. He'll never put anything on the inside of you if He wouldn't give you back up. And put on a grand performance in your life. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. And he desires to show himself strong on your behalf this day and in this time. For he is a God who never slumbers nor sleeps, but is active, alert, ever watching over his word to perform it on your behalf. And even as some telephones, smartphones are voice activated to where you speak into it and the application goes to work and shows you the various shops and the various things that you're looking for. So is your faith to be activated with your voice. Activate me. That's what the Lord is saying. Activate your faith. Yea, lift up your voice and declare the decree and speak of things which be not as though they were. Be bold to declare what I have said concerning your life concerning your family, and concerning those all around you. Be bold, I say, be bold. For you are men and women of authority. I have placed on the inside of you great boldness and great authority. So as I show you things, speak them out. As you begin to know something, speak it out. For I've said in my word that if you would make a decision and decree and declare a thing, that it would be established unto you. And the light of my glory and the light of my favor and the light of my grace shall surely shine upon your ways. So as you lift your voice in this time and in this hour with what I have shown for you for this season, expect me, says the Lord, to put a grand performance on in your life, on your behalf and for you. For I shall do a well-timed, well-customed, performance on the behalf of my own. For God would say, I love you with an everlasting love. And I have sent my word in the earth so that it would accomplish some great things. So now in this time, in this hour, return my word to me. Speak and declare what I have said unto thee. And you shall see those things come to pass in your life. 
I believe it. And I receive it. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to do this right now. We're going to strike while the iron is hot. Now, those of you that have brought your your little vision sheet, I want you to stand up with the rest of the congregation. Everyone stand right now. You know, there's no sense of waiting. When the anointing is there to declare, you better start declaring. Now, those of you that weren't able to get a vision sheet and you were not able to, to fill it out, don't worry about it. It's all right. We're going to prophesy and we're going to declare some things in next Sunday service as well. But I would ask every person that is seated to be standing. Everybody's standing. Amen. And the ushers have a little vision sheet that they're going to pass out to you that did not get one for some reason. Would you raise your hand right now? That's right. Just go ahead and get it to them. Don't don't be condemned. Just fill it out if you're so led. If you're so inclined, do that. Amen. And bring it next week. And then enter in right now with us. And let's use our faith together. Listen, friends, there's power in agreement. Isn't there? Have you ever noticed that when you come together to worship God, when everyone is in one accord, how much power is released? You know, when you have a church where there's unity and there's no strife, wow. God's right there in the midst of it. And I sense God in this place today. I feel Jesus in this place. And I feel like right now that we should be activating, activating some wonderful things with our faith. And I'm going to ask Brenda to come up and to to help me. You had a scripture in the early service. I I want you to share that with the congregation. Don't worry, this is part of my message. <laughs> Glory to God. We, when we did this in the first service, the scripture in Ecclesiastics 8.4 kept rising up on the inside of me. It says, where the word of a king is, there is power. And in Revelation, it says that kings and priests, he has made us to be. And he has given us dominion. Put that back up there again. Ecclesiastics 8.4. What I want you to see is you are a king and you are a priest. And we come in agreement with you today over the vision that God has given you and your family. But the most powerful person that can speak over that vision is you. Where the word of a king is. Everybody do this right now and say, I'm a king. I'm a king. Under my God. Under my God. And there is power. There is power. In my word. In my word. When I decree something. And I decree something. When I declare something. When I declare something. According to the word of God. According to the word of God. It is established. It is established. And it comes to pass. And it comes to pass. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you all ready? Now, I'm telling you about the church. Here's what we're prophesying. We already declared it, that you're protected, you're provided for. We apply the blood of Jesus over every member in our church. Amen? Amen. But we've asked you to write your vision today. 
so that we can declare as declaring an edict. An edict is something that is made with strong authority by a person in authority. An edict is a proclamation. To declare is to announce officially. To proclaim, to affirm, sometimes in the face of contradiction. Has anybody faced any contradiction? Has anybody faced any opposition? There will be opposing forces, but I hear the word of the Lord saying, They that are with you, they that are for you, and I who am on the inside of you are much greater than those that are against you. Everyone say greater three times. Greater, greater. And so it is to state boldly and to affirm publicly. As the senior pastor of this church, I am proclaiming with a force of faith and with a public proclamation that this year we will see a greater harvest of souls than we've ever seen before. We will see abundant miracles, abundant healings, and we will see several people being filled with the Holy Spirit. We will see people being taught of the Lord, becoming disciples of Christ. With the understanding that they have been saved to serve. And they will bring of their time and their talents and their treasures into the kingdom of God. And we as a body will seek first the kingdom of God, His way of being and doing right. And as a result, we shall know no lack in any area. There'll be no lack for power. There'll be no lack for divine utterance. There shall be no lack for money. I am declaring in the name of Jesus, every bill paid, every need met with thousands and millions of dollars left over. Come on, left over in the bank to spread the gospel with. Say it with me. So be it. According to the word of the Lord. That my pastor and my staff have proclaimed. Now I want you to hold up your specific requests before God. I've got my personal things written down here. One area that I am declaring in my own life is for great opportunities. Listen, and supernatural relationships. I am prophesying an awesome marriage, a marriage that is better than ever before. And awesome supernatural relationships with our family. Are you saying amen? amen. I'm declaring debt free. I am declaring total strength, total wisdom, total healing, total grace total direction from the head of the church so that I can do the work of God for the king. Now you just take your declarations and say, Heavenly Father, you said in your word that what I ask in your name, that it shall be granted unto me. I ask you, sir, Now go ahead right now to yourself. Go ahead and ask him. 
Go ahead and ask him for those things. Your three great declarations. It might be physical. It might be relational. It might be emotional. It might be provisional. Have you asked? Say it with me. I ask for these things in the name of Jesus. And now looking unto you as my total source, I acknowledge you as my Lord. And I ask you for these things and for your enablement to fulfill the vision that you've given me. Now take your fist and say, I claim everything that's necessary. All of the favor, all of the strength, all of the grace, all of the money that is necessary to do the will of God. How many of you want to take some authority right now? Put your foot down right now and say, I, in the name of Jesus, I take my authority. I take my dominion. I bind up every principality, every power, every ruler of the darkness of this world. You cannot stop the heavenly vision. Woo, glory. Now say it with me in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over my life. Now I charge the angels to go now. Minister on my behalf. Help bring to pass those things that I believe. Oh my goodness, that I've received. I have declared it and I proclaim that it is so. So be it unto me according to your word. I think we need to go into a praise right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I think we can do a little bit better. Act like everything on this list has already come to pass. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. You know what? You've got to strike while the iron's hot. 
That's the way to do it. You shall declare a thing and it will be established unto you. Are you happy today? You may be seated.